So, Matt, would you put up that slide? So, in, in the bulletin, sorry, I'm using the wrong word again, the email that we sent out, um, we wanted to communicate some questions. Now, these questions aren't the extent of what we want to talk about, but they're a piece of what we want to talk about, right? And, and so, kids, this is a question I asked you, and I'm still going to ask you, and I want to give you a chance. So the first one is, what have you heard over the summer as we've listened to speakers? So that, that being one question, either stories, ideas, thoughts, you know, what are key messages that, that you've heard and that the Holy Spirit has been sustaining in you? I'm going to go through all the questions first, and then kids, I am going to come around to you to give you a chance to answer that one. Secondly, what specifically stood out to you? It's another way to just reframe the first question. If something like, hey, that was significant to me. Third question, what specific words did you hear from messages to our church? There was a lot of them over the summer that, that people were specifically speaking into things, situations that were going on within the church. And so I, I want to hear what you guys heard. And then the, the next question here is, what has God put into you? Interests, loves, gifts, and how does that look being lived out in your life? That's very much tied to... Um, what Jim Humphreys talked about uh, last Sunday as well. You know, what are the key pieces that's in your life? So as far as format goes, um, we want everybody to hear. So I, I want to come around with the mic so that you guys can speak into the mic. So if, if you do want to share, just ask that you raise your hand. I'll come. We need to be a bit sensitive as far as time or, or what we share so that we give a chance for everybody who wants to share to share. Um, but kids... Can, can I put you guys on the spot? Is there any story, anything that you guys heard that stood out to you that you'd be willing to share? You can keep it very brief, but it's encouraging when you kids share. So can I ask, is there any kids who heard something this summer that they would like to share? Chris? Chris? You're, I'm, I'm coming, Chris. You're a pretty big kid, but I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I'll break the ice. You know, there's a couple of themes that uh, stood out to me. And the first one was grace. The need to extend grace. And the second one was mercy, to have, to have mercy and forgiveness to, for anyone who you may have ill will against. And every time it just came down to the simplicity of the gospel. The problem that we have in the Western world is we try to overanalyze things and God's gospel is so incredibly simple love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself and forgive them and get it out of your heart and the way to deal with someone who you think has done you wrong is just to go up to them and speak to them one-on-one. -on -one. Don't speak about them. Speak to them. And the other thing that is 
swirling around in the back of my mind is we need more of the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need more of the movement of the Holy Spirit. We need more freedom of the Holy Spirit in this church. Now, I, I, I don't know where that's um, people's background and upbringing. I, I really don't know. But the, um, the exhilaration that comes from being free in the Holy Spirit is beyond words. So I would just encourage everyone to seek out the Holy Spirit. Seek out for the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Let, don't, don't feel, don't feel strange when the Holy Spirit puts strange sounds in your mouth and strange things. You know, you think you're going crazy. But the Holy Spirit wants you to go crazy. Let me tell you. Thank you, Chris. So Donica had something to share, and it wasn't specifically from a speaker, but I think it was quite significant for her just recently. She's been, do you want to talk for a little bit? She's been really wanting God to speak to her. And I've been telling her that God has been speaking to her. And often who she is, she sees different things, connections in the world around her and the animals, and oh, that feather is like the body of Christ, right? Like just different things like that. That's who God has made her to be. But she's wanted God to, she's like, I want him to speak to me. And something, there was a sibling thing that happened, and she was very hurt. And she goes to her room, and she read her devotion. And when I came into her room, she said, God spoke to me. And I said, what? And she said, the devotion. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And it, it was, the quick story of it, it, it was she felt that what had been said to her made her feel yucky and insignificant and whatever. And this devotion was about this boy who had yelled at this girl, hey, you with ugly blue sweater. And she realized that it had nothing to do with what she was wearing. It was with who had God had made her inside. And so it had nothing to do with the outward appearance or what other people said about her. Um, but if she remembered who God had made her and that she was, she was special and worthy of his love. And that was very significant for her. And she said, Mom, I need to write some of these things down so that I remember them. Um, as she goes into school and um, just as she deals with different things. Our first reaction is to lash back at the other person and hurt them as hard as we've been hurt. And I said, okay, remember this. You need to remember this. God does speak to you. And sometimes it's not specific words, but sometimes it's through the Bible. Sometimes it's through a devotional. Sometimes it's through a song. Sometimes it's through the words of somebody else around us. And so that was something very significant for her. And um, yeah. 
any any other kids had a story? If adults, I'm not letting you off the hook now. What have you guys heard over the summer as well? So kids, if you have something that you want to share, adults, you know, whether that can be connected with, you, you know, what have you heard over the summer? What specific words did you hear from the messages to us as a church or things that spoke out to you? Any of those questions up on the board or the top three, I guess, are, are up, up for grabs. Anyone want to speak to either of those three? Um, sorry, you won't really be able to see me, so don't worry about craning your neck. Um, I guess I'm just trying to formulate what I'm thinking. I, I guess I'm a, I'm a visual learner a bit more, and so thinking back on some of the messages that had uh, visual performance, um, I remember Matt Vogt um, coming up, and maybe this is maybe the, what I'm trying to think of is just different perspectives. Uh, Matt, if you guys all remember, he hid behind the chairs. If you guys remember that message, and um, I think just understanding that we get caught up in our own perspective so often and seeing the decisions that he would quickly make about different people that said these things, even tying to what Pam and Don Donica were saying, um, where you quickly make a barrier and then you look up and then you just see him behind chairs and he's like a little kid behind chairs. Uh, so quickly, right? And so quickly that, that can happen in our lives. We get caught up in what we're thinking and how we're perceiving the world. Um, and then I, I think of, maybe I'm biased here, but, but Hannah's message, um, at the end there with, with the picture, right, where she, she zoomed in in the picture, and then you don't realize what you're part of um, most of the time. And, and reading in, through the Bible and different stories, they hardly ever knew exactly where they were at um, in, in a given story for, for God's glory, right? So um, I think maybe just stepping back, something I've kind of learned um, that I've been understanding a bit more is just taking away my perspective and thinking that that's the main goal perspective and that's what God sees. Um, it is way bigger than me. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, that's what I've been kind of going through. Great. Thank you, Matt. Somebody else. I remember when Jim Humphrey spoke, he talked about um, about us missing opportunities. And I know in my case, if I look back over the years, I've missed countless opportunities to do different things with people, whether it be um, speaking to them about Jesus or whether it be um, offering forgiveness when it's when it's required. There's just so many... We have so many opportunities in life that unless we can be in tune with the Holy Spirit, we, we lose that opportunity very quickly. So he opened my eyes to seeing these things and just to recognizing how important it is to take the opportunity that's placed in front of us when it's in front of us, not to procrastinate, which is one of my failures in a lot of cases. So just just to open my my heart and my mind and my soul to the voice of the Holy Spirit when presented to me. Thank you. Somebody else? 
I think my main thing is, well, every, every message there was something, but um, I want to concur with Chris about, about grace when uh, John Micklefield was talking about the Samaritan woman and uh, the culture that she lived in in terms of the, the town being known for drunkenness and the men being really great drunks and she was at the mercy in some ways of just being passed around as a wife and then being discarded. And um, him talking about, like Jesus knew all those taboos. He knew what she was in mixed in and he, he also knew her powerlessness within that situation. And he walked out in a very practical way what grace was about to that woman. And, and I just appreciated so much what uh, that picture because in our culture, it's like if a woman has five husbands, it's because, you know, she's made choices. And, of course, whatever, it is what it is. But, um, but just to see how I think it made me think that all of us have these things that we're swimming in that we feel powerless about, and yet Jesus's message is about grace and the love of God to us where we are and it looks very it just shines in like a light and changes everything and I was very appreciative uh, that's that's been on my mind and then James Humphrey said uh, love God with your whole heart and your neighbor as yourself and then after that you can do whatever you want <laughs> I love that tongue-in-cheek I thought yeah James if you do that hokey dino you that's a big, tall order, so I really I appreciated that. And then um, one thing that Dwayne shared about um, when God gives you a hard no. Maybe, Dwayne, you remember sharing that. Do you remember sharing it? No? Okay. Um, something about that, uh, even in the hard no's, uh, I have it written down somewhere. Anyways, I won't try searching for it, but there's learning in the hard nose, I guess, and there's grace in the hard nose, and we have to um, put down those defenses and really seek what God is trying to say within that. So, sorry, I'm going on and on here, but there has been a lot of things. The other thing uh, is that um, Russ's mom and dad, uh, they had a wedding verse. Can you believe that people had wedding theme verses for their marriage? And their, their verse was, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And that's what they brought uh, to their family. And uh, we had two family gatherings over the summer. And to see the goodness and the mercy and the grace and the joy that can happen generationally and how it, it is walked out with all these different kids, how they kids and grandkids, how they're walking out their faith wherever they happen to be moving. So um, I'm just really, really thankful for the goodness of God and, and that he is running after me. So sorry to go on and on, but that's some of the thoughts you asked. So there you go, Dwayne. Thank you, Ramona. Somebody else. Did anybody write down any specific words that were either spoken to the church or spoken to them that somebody would be willing to either read or share? Oh, Garland. Okay. 
Uh, on, Matt, uh, on July 3rd, Matt uh, vote shared with us. Um, and I think this could be, this was for, for LCF and for myself. And I wrote down how deep is LCF willing to dig to renovate properly. Um, and then he went on to speak about humility. And that's what I think where it came in for me that God was working humility or wanting to speak that to me and the need for that. And so that was a combo, I guess you could say, for, for both LCF and myself. Um, so I'll, I'll pass this back. I have something to share later, but maybe I'll wait on that. Sure. Somebody, somebody else want to read a specific word that they heard? Jen, is that what you're standing yeah. up to do? Sure. Okay. Since you twisted my arm, um, I'm just going to grab my Someone else as well, in, in, in the meantime. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening to some of the messages as I've come back. And uh, actually, it's interesting, Carla, what you said about Mad Vote's message, because that one I noticed um, when I listened to it, I think it was on, probably on the website or on the podcast, but it didn't have a title. And so I was like, oh, and whatever. I like, I like titles, right? There's... And uh, so I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay, what's, what's, because he didn't say expressly he had a title. He didn't, like, say this is my title for today. So I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, so what, what is his title? What's his focus? And, um, and it was that. And that's what I, that's what I, I renamed it on the website, because it was, the, I thought, okay, I think his title is How Deep Are You Willing to Go? to be renovated. And that, that specific phrase too has really stuck with me. Uh, cause I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought his, some of his stories around that as far as home renovation, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's really applicable. So. Okay. Go, go ahead, Jen. Right. Um, uh, this is, um, Doug and Jan were here twice in June. Um, and so this is from June 5th, and um, um, I don't know, it was just a hard morning <laughs> um, for me, I remember. And then just, um, and, I, and I, as they were um, sharing, like, it was uh, Pentecost Sunday, actually, and um, we were um, singing songs and, and just worshiping. And I remember um, two Doug and Jan started speaking, and then, about halfway through their message, Jan was said, well, I don't, don't normally do this, or, but I have a, a, like a word, a prophetic word, and a word that God has just been given me during worship, Jen, um, or that I felt it during worship and what he was saying. And so I listened to it um, again last night, and I wrote down exactly, <laughs> I paused it and wrote it down, and I remember her um, sharing it, and then I remember just thinking, Lord, like, you are so faithful. Like, you knew exactly what I needed. You know exactly what we needed. And you were speaking. You were always speaking. You are always here with us. Your Holy Spirit is with us. You are with LCF. You know us. You love us. You have word. You have promise. Like, these are things. And so it was just like, I got you, right? And then so, um, and I remember just looking at Tanya and just being like, yeah. Like. So this is what Jen um, shared with us. Um, 
um, she said, you may be losing people, but you're going to gain a whole lot more. God is going to build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. God is going to build this church and fill these seats, and it's going to have everything to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be because of the programs you put on. It's not going to be because of the... It's going to be because of the power of the Holy Spirit as he fills your life and pours out through your life. He's going to increase his church because his desire is that none should perish and that all should come to know the future grace of the Lord. The future pouring out, the current pouring out, and the future pouring out, and God is going to do that. And it was just a, just a encouragement from the Lord. So. Great. Thank you, Jen. Any, anyone else have any that they wrote down? Oh, Jaden wants to share. Uh, there was the one, I don't, I, don't, I don't know who it was, but the one uh, couple who was sharing the one, or not sharing the pastor couple, or I don't know which, which, what their names were, but she said, or he said his wife hated the word should. Or something about that, that yeah. I should do. Okay, that you should do it, but yeah. So yeah, that's good. It's not about shoulds; it's about get tos. <laughs> and who did you say that was? Day. Okay. Okay. Somebody else. Just something I have written here when Doug and Jan shared. Don't focus on the past, but look at what he is working, is doing and working, even if I don't see it at this time. What God does in secret, I don't always see, but he is working. And um, I guess I'll just share. I have a friend that I visited for two weeks this summer, and um, she grew up in a Christian home but has nothing to do with the Lord, but she knows I love to go to church. So she's the one that suggested we go to church in Vernon, B.C. And so we went both Sundays that I was there. She's gone every Sunday since. And when I talked to her yesterday, she said, I thought today was Sunday, but she said it's tomorrow. I'm so looking forward to going to church. And I have often felt I am not really a light to her because I'm very careful what I say because she will just kind of shut me off, just close me off and we, we, then the subject is closed. So I am just excited that the Holy Spirit is working in her. She is loving this church and um, I'm just thankful for what God is doing and it is true. We often don't see what the Lord is doing. I mean when I look at her life and, and different things you figure there's no work taking place but you know what? We sing that song, uh, even when I don't see it he's working even when I don't feel it, he's working. And the Holy Spirit is working. And I agree with what Chris said. The power of the Holy Spirit is so, so important. And that is my prayer for this church, that God will pour out his Holy Spirit upon us. We will become so free that we will not worry about what the person beside us thinks or doesn't think. It will be all about what does God want me to do. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've got a couple things. I just that I I felt I was really impacted by. Um, one was Matt Vote's message, his last one out of Matthew 18. Uh, I thought that was just a sobering, provoking message um, as to how we walk through uh, forgiveness and conflict. And there's there's still lots that I'm processing from that that I think was incredibly powerful for our church. Um, the other thing is I, I thought Elmer Chen's uh, message. I, I was really blessed by that too. I thought that, and I told him this after, that I thought he did a, a phenomenal job in uh, very quickly but clearly communicating some some really important theology to us about uh, legalism and hypocrisy and uh, the whole thing about I'm not religious and, and just explaining that from a, bi a faith, being faithful biblically to that I thought was really, really important and I thought was, I, I thought gave a really good uh, it set the stage in the context for how what he shared out of Galatians, um, and 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 <laughs> apart from that, uh, I was challenged. I'm going to start trying cold showers, and uh, and so I did. I have been, which is <laughs> which has been funny. We've had we've had a few good laughs about that at home, but 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 more than that, I mean that that stuck out to me. But uh, that idea, right, that he was sharing that story. Or that example about this thing of transformed taste buds, right? This that 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 we can change our desires, like it's actually within us that we can make changes. And so I was like, uh, I was I was really impacted by that, um, and and how we we welcome the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives by that, because He said, um, you know, cultivating that awareness in our lives. He said it was crucial in order to live by the Spirit, this, this thing of living with intention, like right now in the moment, um, you know, walking with the Spirit, like, will, like, like in the moment, that decision we make of will I walk by the Spirit? Um, and what does the Holy Spirit want from me right now in this moment? So that was really impacting. Okay, is, is there, we're, we're going to go to a song shortly. Does anybody else have either uh, something that they heard in, the, in that vein here? Okay, well, let's go to a song. Yeah, just hearing lots of good things about what the Lord is speaking and moving, and so it's all in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And we need Him.
messages that really stood out a lot to me was was by David Keller. Kaler. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, questions he asked, and, and I, I've, I've got Matt to put them up. He didn't specifically ask these questions, but these were the questions he was asking. The, okay, so what, what jumps out to me is he's talking about what is in your hands? Like, what are the things that you have and the opportunities that you have around? And so, I really appreciated, he said, my ministry in life is going for coffee with people. And I want to understand the passions they have, the things that God's doing in their life. And I want to understand how I can come alongside and build into that and to work along that. And, and I heard him say that and I said, I share that. Like, that connects really deeply with me and who I am and how I like to connect with people. And sometimes we're... Like, we can trivialize those things. Oh, just having conversations, that's, you know, that's not fruitful ministry, if you will, right? Like, we have these pictures or judgments we put on ourselves. But I loved that. And so, I want to see if we can engage in some conversation on these questions. So, what are the questions? What is God doing in your life? What passions or visions has God given you? Where do you love to see God work? What areas are you drawn to pray for? And what opportunities do you see around you? I, I know these are big and broad questions, but would anybody like to speak to any of these questions? Um, I know some of you ladies who have been doing ladies Bible study with me throughout the summer, and I know other people, <laughs> um, I have been so blessed doing ladies Bible study, um, started before the summer, kind of came from a church conversation that we had, and there was, um, some women voiced the 
desire to have more opportunities to get together or study the word together. And so it kind of started, well, I'm coming and dropping my kids off at school anyway. And so, okay, I'll swing by the church and we'll spend an hour together. Um, and I have been so blessed by that. First of all, in my own faith and my own relationship with God and digging into scripture. First, we were like, should we study a certain, go through a certain Bible study that's been put together for us or not? And we chose to, let's dig into scripture together. And we were blessed as we, different scripture passages were laid on people's hearts. And then, okay, next week, we're going to do this. Next week, we're going to do this. And God always touched individuals and different people. And then we've been going through Ephesians. Okay, I feel like Ephesians ties all of the speakers that have spoke all summer together. <laughs> and for me, sorry, I could go into preaching, <laughs> but God is big. He has a big story and his big plan. We so often get caught up in our own little stories and that we have to do it all and we have to do things right. And if we check off the to-do list, things will happen and we will make progress. That's not how it goes. And it all starts with God and who he is. And if we can come under that recognition of our identity and who we are in him and as individuals, but as we embrace that together as a church, we have power because of who God is. And he's our father and he connects this whole body together. That's my passion. <laughs> That's my passion as I have seen the ladies in Bible study come together and as we've been digging into the word and the Holy Spirit has been speaking to each one of our hearts, not because of anything I have said, but because we have been coming together and receiving from God together. And it's not just been scripture, it's been individual lives then rubbing together and Terry has shared some of her testimony. And Val has shared little bits. And different and Phyllis has shared some of her testimony. And when I have sorry, I'm picking on Chantel. Chantel's saying, Do you know what? I didn't really want to get up this morning at nine o'clock, but I did. I need this. Yes. God, you're doing something amazing. And if I can do anything. It's not the programs. It's us coming to God together and digging into scripture together. Yeah, thank you, Pam. Anyone else want to venture a crack at any of these questions? Um, so over our time in BC, it was in July, um, the Lord was taking me through a scripture writing thing uh, with some of the people from Calvary Church. And I felt like I should join that and just be diligent in my Bible time with the Lord. One of the days um, we were writing out Lamentations 3 and it hit me hard for like weeks and it still, it, it still really uh, hits where my heart is. But it says, remember my affliction and my homelessness, the wormwood and the poison. I continue to remember them and have become depressed. 
And for me, a lot of this time has been owning my feelings because my personality has pushed off. You got stuff to do, you got people to fix, you got people to be with, you have to pick up all the pieces, push your feelings off. And Jeremiah, he was a very busy man, but he had to realize that this is where he was at. But I love this part. <laughs> Yet this I have called to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And I say, the Lord is my portion, and therefore I put my hope in him. For the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Um, these are all truths that have like come through my mind all my life from old songs from when I was growing up. There's probably a song for every one of those little portions of verse. And they're the ones that come to my mind more often than anything. And I was really encouraged that regardless of all the things, I have hope. And I really want to, in that, thank you for praying for our family. Because I have hope. Because my hope is in God. Um, it was really cool to me that when I watched Matt's sermon on the, the chairs and the forgiveness, Jen actually shared this exact verse from the front on that Sunday. And I was really encouraged. I was like, look, God, like, I know you know this, but you were doing the same thing. <laughs> you were speaking to me, and you were speaking to Jen. And I'm so thankful, because even though I'm not there, you're speaking to both of us through the same scriptures. And it was just a real true um, character of the Lord that he's with us. And yeah, thanks. Anyone else? Maybe someone who hasn't ventured to share yet would like to. Um, one of the other messages that I really enjoyed was, was the most recent one by, by Jim Humphreys. And uh, one of the things that he talked about was being ready with things and space in your life for God to work. Right? I think that's just a, a really, really neat picture. And so it's... It's learning to see and look, learning to look for open doors in our life. And so one of the questions that came out for me, and Matt, I don't know if you put that one up, is how do you personally leave room for God's Spirit to direct you daily? Right? What are the things that you have found that work for you in your workplace? Right? One of the small things for me is reminding myself as I'm going to meet with a tenant, God, what are you doing in me and in my life, and how is your spirit going to tie together what's going on with your spirit in the lives of that person that you're about to meet with? Right? Like, and, and that's one of those little ways. Okay, I have this opportunity. I have to do this. I have to meet with people. And so just praying and asking, God, please, please direct this together. What, what are examples in your profession, in your workplace, where you say, 
How do you leave room for God's spirit to direct you daily? Anyone want to venture a crack at answering that question? Um, I'm going to answer another question too <laughs> that you had said before about just over the summer, I think that our focus hopefully is leadership, and I hope that everybody has seen this as well, is just that we want to see where can people can be involved, where people's hearts are to be involved and to give, because we all bring something. There, I mean, God's not just working right now here or over there or, you know, like, and it's, and it, to be focusedly aware of where the Lord is working, but for our eyes to see it is sometimes blurry because we only want to see what we want to see or when we want to see it or when we have the time for it. And um, yeah, it just, you know, I, I mean, a lot of our, our, our services over the summer have been like, what are you doing? Where do you see the Lord working in your life and people's lives? Are you willing to be hearing the Holy Spirit? And um, and this, just on Thursday when I brought Avner to the hospital, we spent plenty of hours with lots of people, and I kind of like, I I'm I'm a I'm a, a giver. A <laughs> I want to fix things. I want to you know. And and sitting in the ER, I think was the most painful experience <laughs> for a nurse, at, at all seeing everybody coming into the room, and. By the end of the night, I knew they were had, they had closed the door and there was nobody else coming in, and I was like, I'm gonna figure everybody out now in this room, <laughs> and I I like had everybody diagnosed, and at, after a little while, I was like, okay, this room feels smaller and smaller and smaller, and I was like, you know what, God's here, like God is here, like where is he, and I I started just speaking out things, and I started like. I was like, you know, this is the most painful thing for me to be in this room as a nurse and knowing you guys all have problems and I can't help you. <laughs> and, and, and then we started talking to some people and finding out that we had people that were sitting beside us that were from Blumenort, where we live. And I was like, I am purposely going to make, I'm purposely going to go see you because I know you've got needs now. I know, I know why you're here and I know and they were willing to talk about it with me. <laughs> and there was a few other people too, and I was just like, wow, like I'm gonna pray for those people. I don't know what's gonna happen with them because they left because they didn't get their time slot. And like, yeah, and I was just like, you know, like this is, this is the Lord, this is the Holy Spirit leading and bringing these people into my little area, into my focus of seeing God is here and God can be moving and speaking to us and and people in that area and I just it just made me realize more that I want to be willing to hear and be willing to see that I can encourage people even if I'm not where I think I need to be or yeah and um and in that I, time too I was just like God I come to you first before anything else and I was like we were just about ready to leave and, and go <laughs> go home as well. But I was like, God, I know that we're here, and I know that we're supposed to be here at the hospital. And I got out of the washroom after praying that, and we got in right away. 
And later on, there was one other instance, and I was like, God, we just really need, you know, it was just that desperateness of needing to hear and know that the Lord is with us. And it was just one thing after another thing. And I was like, Avner, let's pray for this. And, and it was surprising because it just happened right after we prayed for it. And to see him see that faithfulness of the Lord was really, really good. That's great. Thank you. Anyone else? We had a ladies' night at Pam's house, and I tell you, we raided that garden, and it was wonderful. That was the best part. Um, but what Tanya was saying, God has laid it on, well, let's say, we went, we ran around a circle, and we set our gifts that we felt that God had given us, and, and what we see ourselves in God, and what God's doing. And every single person around there that I, I knew, I could give 20 more beautiful words to describe how wonderful they are and that's what God's been laying on my heart is to see the heart of other people it's um we're so quick in this world to judge and not know what's going on and, and there's so many stories in people's lives that we don't understand but just to take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit ask God to show me their heart and actually um it was some mentors back home that really spoke about that when we were praying for our church here and, and praying for our family. So um, to take the time, just to take a breath and show us their heart or what do you want in this moment? And it could be a grocery store, it could be a toy store, it could be anything, and it could be the most quirkiest conversations um, with people that, that really is joyful through the Lord and the Holy Spirit. That's great. Thank you. Okay, we are we're going to start drawing close to an end here. Any anybody else have something? We've got somebody here. Yesterday we watched the movie Soul Surfer and I really liked it when the girl said it doesn't need to be easy. It only needs to be possible. I really liked so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Soul Surfer. It's about a young girl who, pardon? Bethany Hamilton, who um, a shark bites off her arm. And um, yeah, that, that's a big thing that she, she thinks of giving up surfing and stuff like that, but realizes through different things that she doesn't have to be best but she needs to stay engaged and involved and try. And as she is present, her life will be used to impact and touch other people. And that was significant for, for my kids. Terry. So if you guys wanted to talk, now you'll, you'll have to speak shortly here. I'll regret if I don't say something. So <laughs> I just want to sh uh, share one thing that when they started the ladies' Bible study, I was thinking, oh, it's for young moms with a lot of little kids, and I'm too old for that. And getting up early in the morning is a little tougher for me. I'm more of a late-night person, and 
So, but I made the effort to get there, and I have been so blessed to be part of it. And I look forward to being with these ladies. They're all so precious, and and to get to know them, that's, that's so wonderful to be together, is getting to know each other and feel more part of the church. And, uh, you know, just, I, I just appreciate that. And then one other quick thing is, um, how something that has happened to us recently in our neighborhood. You know, people walk around mostly with dogs. And one time, this one lady in our neighborhood is walking her two big white Samoyed dogs. And those dogs went by. They decided they're stopping at our place. And they wouldn't leave. <laughs> and so, that started a conversation. And the dog refused to leave, and she was like, I don't know why he doesn't want to leave your house. So I had to walk literally with her and the dogs for a way before they would leave. And this has happened numerous other times, and so now we've started walking sometimes even together. And it's led to more conversations, and you know, God works in amazing ways. You have to be ready to, you know, pick up and flow with him. That's all. Thanks. I just want to say that um, prayer changes everything. And uh, for me, um, we've had many things that we've wanted to see God change and work out. And... It hasn't happened, but what we started to do was to pray for others and people that we'd never met, people that we'd never seen, um, and just see how God has moved and worked, has been so encouraging in our faith, and the more that we have given to praying for other people, God has done amazing things in um, both of us, I speak for Cliff and myself um, in terms of letting go of things, moving from the past, um, healing uh, restoration in healing of trauma and heartache and brokenness, and just looking to Jesus. And um, Jan Taylor last year spoke on um, using whatever's in your hands in August of last year. And little did I know how God was going to use that little phrase to work inside of us. And um, yeah, I've got a passion for, both of us have a passion for the Lighthouse Mission. And one of my themes has always been in the last 30 years of working was to be a light in this world of darkness and to just be used by God in whatever little opportunity to take it and um, to step outside of your comfort zone and just to be used by him. And um, when we do that and we're willing to help others, healing and transformation and renewing of our minds and of our hearts takes root. So I'm so grateful. And... Uh, Somebody this year spoke to me and acknowledged the trauma 
that I've had in my life and um, never really realizing all of what that was all about. But sometimes you have to, um, you have to deal with a lot of the baggage that you weren't able to deal with. And uh, so I'm just so grateful for God, to God, for his goodness to us and what he's doing here and the connections and what I see with people and I see changes in people's life. And, you know, I think in a sense it was a good thing maybe for, for uh, Paul to have a, a break because I see there's cl more closeness here amongst people, more concern, and a genuine um, love for one another. And um, that's what Jesus came to, to talk about, was to show love. And we need to do more of that in this church and all around us. So thank you. Great, thank you. Okay, a couple more people here. My favorite verse in the movie Soul Surfer was when she asked asked, asked her uh, her uh, what's it called her yeah her mentor or her it's something uh, sure whatever and it was Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven because she was asking her mentor. Why Why did God put me here? What's the point? Why am I here? And then she said, or the mentor said, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And, yeah, that was my favorite part. Thank you, Jaden. So I'm going through still a weird divorce with the kids and stuff, but the good thing now has been that they both presented interest that they want to be with us every Sunday so we can be a whole unit to come to church every Sunday. But the lawyers and my ex have not approved or gone through the right steps so we can do that. So um, we're partway in the right direction and hoping that that will be a, a good step forward that we could be here as the six. Maybe that will influence the seventh one to start coming back, but we'll see. And then uh, God was good yesterday. I had a freeze-up moment and crossed the center line and didn't get hit, but I was on the other ditch. But I didn't crash either, but then um, stayed up, and everything was fine, and everyone was, well, a few of the guys had almost heart attacks behind me, but uh, that all worked out, and that was not my time, so that was yesterday. Thanks for sharing, Trent. I just want to quickly acknowledge Joyce, what she said earlier about that answer to prayer. Um, that, that is a real answer to prayer, how the Lord worked in her friend's life. And we had been praying for that um, on Zoom prayer uh, a week or two before she went out. And I just want to thank the Lord for that, that answer to prayer and encourage you that you know what, if you have something in your life that you want prayer for, um, share, share it with somebody and we can pray as a body for it. Um, share it on the, the little WhatsApp prayer group if you want to be a part of that. Um, there's many ways to share a prayer request, but 
that those are answers to prayer and uh, we want to keep praying okay Donica do you have Jen I think we're gonna if you want to close with a song Pam Pam wants to there's a couple of things okay so the verse Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and it, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found by you declares the Lord and will bring you back from captivity and it continues I want to keep reading one of my favorite parts about Soul Surfer was where um, the girls, um, like her teacher, and she showed that she showed pictures. And one picture was, it was a picture super close up, and it was a picture, and then everyone guessed, and then she zoomed out and it was a fly's eye. And then there's also one that was an inside of a walnut. And it was that if you look at life too closely, then it will be harder for you to see it clearly. Thank you. Okay, thank you everybody for participating. Thank you for being involved in, in connecting with one another. And, and Jen, let's, let's close in a song.
everybody for coming and for participating. Uh, I enjoy hearing what God is doing in your lives and and I know that God has put things in each of our hands and we have opportunities and I want to pray that we would see and take advantage of those opportunities this week. As we go in the power of the Holy Spirit, we say thank you. Amen. Thank you everybody for coming. <laughs>